Here we go. Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Jaded. I am Jody, and today is a very, very rare occasion, one that I've been driving for for, well, now I know two years, but I have my mother on the podcast. My mother is Christina Rosenloff, and she has been a huge impact on my life. She has born six children. Five of those are all my siblings, fortunately. <laughs> and today we are blessed with two little dogs that we're going to give chairs to. We've got one for Cinder. Frodo, come on, you want to come up too? Uh, today I brought you on the podcast, Mom, because, as I said, you have been a great influence to me on my life. I think that people that don't get a chance to get to know you miss out on knowing who I am. And one of the things that I love about you is your ability to tell a good story. And I hope that this is a good lead-in. But my mother once told me a very humorous story about a police officer on his first day on the job. And I'm going to let her tell it to me like I haven't heard it before. I heard this several years ago, so I'm not sure I remember it as clearly as I would like to. But this officer was assigned to a partner who had only been on the job a year himself. And they got a call to a new home. And when they rang the doorbell, the door was opened by this very beautiful young woman who was the res one of the residents of the home. She was, uh, hadn't been married very long. And these officers were so impressed with her that they were feeling pretty proud of themselves and eager to help in any way they could. And she calls her husband into the foyer and they find out that there is something in their attic making noise and they can hear it running across the floor, but they don't know what it is and they're afraid to go up there. Well, this isn't exactly police business, but because these officers want to impress this young wife, they decide that they're going to do whatever they can to fix the situation. So <clears throat> the husband takes them upstairs to the second floor, and there is a ladder that goes up into the attic. And one of the officers takes his heavy, um, duty-worthy policeman's flashlight and goes <laughs> up, up the ladder, pushes aside the, the covering, and there on the beam is a squirrel right in his face. <laughs> and he is so shocked that he drops the flashlight, which lands on the young husband's nose. <laughs> and immediately there is blood everywhere. Um, the squirrel, of course, can no longer be seen because it's pitch black in the attic. So he has to retrieve the flashlight, and as he shines it, the, it frightens the squirrel, and the squirrel runs toward the opening into the attic, past the officer, down the ladder, <laughs> and down to the first floor, where he goes into the living room. They get a broom and are going to chase the squirrel and either catch it or hurt it out the front door. <laughs> So they know it went under a couch or it went under a... Did it go somewhere to hide that they knew of? Yes. 
they they had a sofa in front of the window, and the squirrel runs under the sofa. Well, they're using the broom to try and, and scoot him out, but they can't do that, so they decide that they're going to lift up the sofa, and one of them will try to brush the squirrel toward the front door. <laughs> but the squirrel, being terrified, runs into the fireplace. Oh, shit. Which is lit. Oh. And his tail catches on fire. Well, they're so surprised, they drop the sofa. The squirrel runs back under it, and in, within seconds, the sofa is on is fire. Is on fire. <laughs> well, <laughs> these officers don't know what to do except try and put out the fire. So they grab the pillows from the sofa and start beating the flames. <laughs> Smoke fills the entire house. <laughs> And when they finally get the, the fire out, they pull the sofa out, and the squirrel is just a charred little ball of ash. Oh, he just stayed there. The smoke alarm in the house is going off. <laughs> the, the husband looks at the officers and says, I really can't thank you for this. His nose was probably still bleeding. Yes, his nose is still bleeding. Their brand new home is now filled with smoke, <laughs> and their new sofa is <laughs> toast. Good for nothing except the, the the trash heap. And that was this officer's first day on the job as a brand new policeman. Oh my goodness! And I I know that I've I've had I've had days with my children where things have gone completely as bad as they can be, and I thought if this was anybody's first day, they would quit. <laughs> He didn't. He, he, he said he, um, he stayed on the force for 15 years. Wow. And things went much more smoothly. I would <laughs> probably less squirrels, less fire. Less. <laughs> now, I know that I, I don't have many of the questions left from the questions that I, that I got from my siblings and from my children, but I do know that one of them is that my sister Julia put in a question. She says, have you ever been in love? Well, Yes. Well, she would like to know a little bit more about when you were in love, because she wants to know, is this the only time you've been in love? Were you in love before this? How did you know yes. this love was the love? Um, Long story, I'm guessing. My first love was John Swain. Mm. He lived in Orofino, Idaho, where I used to go in the summer Orofino. to stay with my aunt. That's Italian, isn't it? Orofino? It's, I think it's Indian. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a, a little bitty town of 2,000 up towards, it's not in the panhandle, but it's toward the panhandle. Of Idaho. Of Idaho on the Clearwater River. Okay. And I would go in the summer and work at my aunt and uncle's creamery. Well, that sounds To neat. earn money. That was how I bought my first pair of contact lenses with money I saved from working at the creamery. Oh, that's pretty neat. I didn't know about the creamery. Um, and I met John Swain there. He had just graduated from high school. He was one of the BRC boys. Um, BRC? Yeah, Blister Rust Control. What? <laughs> Blister, there's a lot of pine trees up there. and Okay, so firefighters. Pine tree, no. No? Disease prevention. Oh. Uh, blister Rust is a disease that... Um, Coniferous trees are subject to, and they would go out and spray the trees. 
they'd live in the camp all week and then they'd come back on Friday nights. Wow. And we would go out. Um, he, he and I agreed at the end of the summer to correspond through the winter. He was going to the University of Puget Sound in uh, Tacoma. Okay. Washington. To study to be a minister, a Methodist minister. A Methodist? Yes. That was a stretch for you. <laughs> and I went back to high school. Oh. I was a... Uh, How old were you then? High school. You had to have been between... I was a sophomore. 14 and 18. So 16, 15? Mm, I guess I was 15. Okay. 15, 16, 16, 17. Yeah, I was 15. So you continued to correspond. When did yes. you know you loved him? I mean, a first love. Uh, that was before the end of the summer. Really? Yeah. We Can liked you? a lot of the same things. Um, is that what first love is? Is just liking the same things? It's mostly hormones. <laughs> Okay, I, I can understand that. It is mostly hormones, but it's, it's about feelings, right? Yeah. It yeah. is about feelings. It's about good, and it's, it, good ones. It's the first love burns hot and furious. <laughs> and <laughs> when it's over, it's over. Oh, um, I hope that's Avery and Seth. Anyway, we corresponded through the summer. And, or through the winter, through the school year. Oh, it was the school year. Okay, I thought and you meant through the summer. Then but. I went back the next summer, and we dated through the summer. And then I went home again, and he went back to school. Um, in the meantime, we were finding out about each other's religion. He wanted oh. to know about Mormons. I read up on Methodists. And he took an institute class at Puget Sound. Really? Yes, he did. He was that was quite forward of him. That interested in finding out about you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Why I was who I was. Um, did you at ever Christmas? Do the, sorry. Did you ever do the same? Did you ever go to learn about Methodist or? I read books. Okay. Yeah. That's quite a bit about the history of Methodism and. So that December? That December, he came down with my aunt for Christmas and picked up me and my grandma, and we went back to Idaho for the break between... Uh, between semesters. Yes. And then I came home. And then we dated the next summer. And then during my senior year, he decided that... Um, he, he wanted to, we'd never been, oh, he'd given me his ring. Oh. And I was going to ask you what meant, what did dating mean back then? When you say you were dating, does that we'd mean We'd go that, to movies, we'd go get a hamburger, go for ice cream. Were they all events that he planned and he would just pick you up and take you for it? Or did you have a Pretty say? Pretty Okay. But we did a lot of things as a group, too. There was a... Oh, nice. My cousin, Chris, was just a year older than I was, and uh, we did a lot of things with his friends. Okay, nice. And you, had, you had a little bit of safety there with Chris. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's huge when it comes to dating. And times were different back then. You didn't have to worry about maniacs as much as you have to worry you about now. them now. <laughs> that's true. 
That's true. So then during the school year, he decided he wanted to date, and that was fine. Oh, you mean date out, outside of you? Yes. You wanted and, a... and, and I said that was fine. And, um, but he, he came down and took me to prom. Was that confusing? Yes, it was confusing. He, and he hitchhiked. 650 miles to do it. Heavens. What? But then he took the bus back home. But we we broke up at that point. Oh, my gosh. So he, he hitchhiked 600 and some miles to... Take me to prom. Take you to prom. And then you yeah. broke up with him? Yeah. Oh. Well, it was a mutual agreement. Okay. He wanted to see other women. But the... But heavens, that was quite a long... That was a long trek to take to tell you honestly that was what he wanted yes. to do. That's, yes, it was. Wow. But the... Wow. The interesting thing about that was during the course of our relationship and talking about religion and stuff, he decided he didn't want to be a Methodist minister anymore. Oh, no. You made him question his faith. And he changed his major to pre-law. Oh, <laughs> And I don't think his mother ever forgave me for that. She had you four boys, and she, he was going to be her gift to God because he oh, was going to be was, a minister. He was going to do what she felt he should do. Until he dated me, oh. and then he changed his mind. <laughs> so whether or not I was really an influence to that end... I don't know. Um... In her mind, I will ever be that little Mormon who 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 bent my child, who yes. turned him the wrong way. Yes. So that, that was John, my first love. I was in love with Vernon Stewart, who was a rodeo guy. Oh, that scares the heck out of me, Mom, because there was a Vernon Stewart who was a doctor, who was a medical director at Pacificare, who I worked for. Oh, really? Yes. Now I met I met Vernon in um, Orofino too. His dad was a rancher, and he used to ride the rodeo circuit. You liked the ranchers, mom. <laughs> you, <laughs> the blue collar guys. Dad was not a rancher, but no, no you liked the rancher after. boys. You liked the danger a little bit. I'm thinking, or well, I, I didn't ever see him ride. Um, he went to. He went to BYU. Vernon Stewart. Did he go bald at some point? I don't know. No. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. This is just a small world. So much of my life comes back to me. That Vernon Stewart, he was one of our med medical directors, and I he was sound, sound as a, I don't know what his sound is, but we came to him for medical decisions. He was very knowledgeable, very, there was not a lot of humor to him, but he was direct and he was caring as far as a doctor could be caring. But what was your Vernon Stewart like? Was he a caring uh, gentleman? Was he what attracted you to him? No, he was a gentleman. Had a good sense of humor. He uh, had a lot of confidence. You got to have confidence if you're gonna. Well, if you're gonna date Tina, rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. If you're going to date Tina, yeah, I, you've got to have confidence. I think I was wearing his ring when um, I met Kent. Oh. And we had a physics class together. You and Dad or you and Brent? Yeah. Okay. 
And yeah, Vern Vern went to BYU. I went to Weber State in Ogden, and that's where I met Kent. That's where you met Dad. Yes. And um, this is what he, this is a story he tells. He and his friend Gary Dawson were sitting in the class, and your dad had just been home, just come home from his mission. He thought he was hot stuff. So he tells Gary, pick out the cutest girl in the class and I will date her. Oh, hell. Well, Gary picked me. I've got this ring on my finger. (laughs) Making it a double challenge. So your dad says, well, I don't think there's much chance she's going to go out with me now. I'll wait till that ring is gone. Oh. So he did. He did. And he asked me out. We went to Lagoon, which is like Elitch Gardens. Yes. To see the Beach Boys. Oh, oh, he told me that. He mentioned yes. that. Yes. Yes, that's quite a success for him, Mom, if you don't know that. <laughs> that day was quite a success. <laughs> he speaks of that quite proudly. He had a red Mustang with bucket seats. Oh, beautiful car. Beautiful. And he was very upset that I did not sit on the console to be close to him. Oh, uh, oh, you meant like scoot it over? Yes. Oh. That all his all his other dates did that. <laughs> well, so I'm not going to sit on the console. That's like a 30-minute drive from Ogden. And yeah, no are you thanks. kidding me? I don't know you. <laughs> Boy, he saw himself as a high roller, didn't he? Yes, he did. He, he pick them all up. He was quite the dandy. Oh. So. <laughs> he swears your first date was love on first sight. Well, maybe on his part. It wasn't me. We, we went home, and he, I don't think he asked me out again. Like, and if he did, I told him no. I take that back. He did say that they went a while. You, the two of you went a while without calling. And then there was a, a night when he just he couldn't, couldn't think of anyone he'd want to spend time with. He flipped through the book, and when your oh, name came more through, than a, a, that a couple was weeks. more than a school year. Oh, more than a school year. Oh, Dad tells me. Yeah, because after that year, I went down, I went, I transferred to BYU Provo. Oh, okay. So you were not even in the Mm -mm. vicinity. No. And (laughs) um, a girl he grew up with was also at Provo, and she knew that he had dated me. She would kind of tell me things he was doing. He was doing? I really didn't care. (laughs) She must have thought. I something I thought or he would he, bug her he just thinks he's too wonderful I don't have any interest in <laughs> went through a whole school year oh gosh um my best friend Adele got married at semester the the at the end of the first semester we were at BYU I came home I don't remember where I was working it was probably IRS or Utah General Depot um my other best friend was in Logan going to school. I had nobody in the summer. Oh, gosh. Um, I had dated another guy during the time that I hadn't seen Kent. After, after the first date with him, I dated Doug Cannon that I met at work. Um, he asked me to marry him. And I had to tell him no, because this is why. I want to hear why. Loved his family. I knew his sister and one of his brothers. 
loved them. But when he took me to Lagoon and we went on the roller coaster, he screamed like a little girl. Oh, shut up, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and you couldn't handle that? <laughs> he was a really, really nice guy, but I, I, I didn't love him like I thought you should love somebody to marry him. Not somebody that's... <laughs> I had very high standards, you can tell. <laughs> well, there is a standard. There's a standard. Screamed like a little girl. Nope. Cross his name off. He's not the gentleman that, that believed that on Sundays you were supposed to dance while he played, was he? No, he believed that on Sundays after church we should sit around the piano and sing hymns. Oh, <laughs> you didn't when you were down for <laughs> Not with that no, girly voice. He's, he's not going to like it if I want to watch football, so no, no, it wasn't going to work out. <laughs> I never knew that. I did find his letters. I found his letters in the basement one time in Thornton <laughs> that he had written to you, and he seemed like the most kindest, he was loving man. A very kind man. But I didn't know he squealed like a girl on the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have done it for me as well. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible. But no, I was young. <laughs> It's not terrible. We all have our standards. I mean, when when I have a man who's with me and he can't kill the spiders, I already know we're done. Because <laughs> if I can't kill him and you can't kill him, we're done. Somebody has to kill the spiders. Yeah. Um, yeah no. The screaming and the Sunday hymn singing was a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think it would have been for me as well. Um, I'm, I'm working through the summer and Adele's gone, Maria's gone. I'm lost, and I get a phone call one night at my grandmother's house, and I pick up the receiver, and I have to preface this with, I don't like guessing games. I okay. hate them. Pick up the receiver. You're a firstborn. And a guy says, guess who this is? Ugh. And I said, Doug! <laughs> <laughs> as excited as you can be? <laughs> Kent says, uh, no. <laughs> you want to try again, sucker? Well, who is it? <laughs> um, it's Kent Rosenlach. Oh. So by then it had been a year. Oh, more yeah. More than a year. It had been, yes. It had been more than a year. Your answer kind of says it all. Oh. And <laughs> he said, wanted to know how I was, you know, are you working and where and all that. We talked a little bit and then... So he wanted to make sure you were still meeting his requirements. Are you working? Are you going to school? I guess. He, I don't know. Ran you through a gamut of trying questions. trying to grease the wheels. Could be, yeah. And he asked me if I'd like to go out. And I said, okay. That's what he says. He says you sounded like, eh, okay. <laughs> if he'd asked me if I wanted to go somewhere and mop floors, I'd have probably said yes. Yes. Because I didn't have any friends in town. That he said she sounded like she really had nothing else to do, and I had called <laughs> and she said yes. And I said, Well, good job, Dad. He, he admits at that point, somewhere in that night, he fell in love. Oh, he, he, he but but he admits all the way up, all the way up until this point, that you sounded not interested, that you probably had better things to do. But when you asked, Oh, you didn't have anything better to do, so yeah, you guys went out. <laughs> we did, and we dated through the summer, and did he impress you somewhere along the summer? Uh, we got along. 
Was and, that impressive at any point? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, he was generous and gentlemanly and good. Um, we, yeah. And 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 he must have sounded stable. He was going to school. And, oh well, and he was supporting himself. His parents had died. His mother died while he was on his mission. Oh wow. His dad died. I think after that first year, I went to be. I I can't remember when, but I went to his dad's funeral. Oh and, hell! But nobody knew I was there. I didn't. You, you didn't know, announce yourself to no, anyone. No, I just went and sat through the funeral and went home. I signed the guest book. I was very supportive of you. And that was it. And I hadn't met any of his other family at the time, which is why I didn't want to... You didn't want to meet them then? Yeah. Understandable. No. But anyway, yeah, he was supporting himself. Um, he didn't mention that. I haven't gotten Dad to talk a lot, but I've gotten Dad to talk, you know, when he's doing crazy things like taking me to bail me out. And he ends up staying there for hours and hours. Like, Dad will talk about things that are intimate to him, uh, either because he's, he's got his uh, defenses down. Mm. I don't know. But he never mentioned that someone was there for him through his father's funeral. And I think that's pretty big. Because well, he died after But he her. didn't know I was there. He didn't even know? No. Mm -mm. Mom, you never told him? Mm -mm. Why not? Well, I did after we got married, but... Okay. Um, I'll bet that I was, was afraid huge. he'd ask me out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a book. Well, then why did you go? Just out of respect. I mean, it was somebody I knew whose dad died. I mean, that's pretty big. And it was, you were his mother of, had already died. Did you know back then that you were probably one of the few people that showed up for that reason? Like no, maybe the only? Uh, no, I'm sure there Are you were a lot of his friends that were there. Dad doesn't talk about friends. He had them? We had girlfriends. Yeah, he did. He had a lot of friends. Okay. And, and that's not what that's about at all. I mean, being there for dad. And, and so showing up sneakily at his father's funeral, how long after that did you, like, was it long after that that you saw each other again? Um, I don't know. I'm, I've confused the timeline. Between... When you last saw each other and when you started dating seriously? I think, I think it was probably at the end of the summer before I went to BYU. Okay, and when was that? Before um, you went to BYU? Well, I went to Weber that first year. We had that date and it was, it was in the spring. Okay. And then the next fall I went to BYU. Okay. And where in that time frame was Dad already gone on his mission when you first? Dated? Oh yeah. Okay. When I first met him, he'd just come home. Okay. Okay. So he'd been going to school and had been back for a little while before the two of you got serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. He told me a little bit about the ring. The yeah. ring that he offered you—that was one he gave to Mar someone geez. else. Yeah, he didn't mention her name. I'm sure he doesn't remember it. Marjorie but... Dawn Call. I don't know why Marjorie I still Don... remember that. Oh, I do. It would absolutely be stuck out of my mind as well because he didn't do any changes to the ring. He just thought love was enough. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> toward the end of that summer that we dated, through the summer, I, I told him, if you want me to transfer back to Weber and stay here, I will. 
Well, he wasn't ready for that. Oh. So I thought, yeah, fine. <laughs> I went down to BYU, and I was dating lots of guys. As you should have been. And Kent calls and asks me if I'll go to Weber's homecoming with him. And I said, well, when is it? And he told me, and I said, sorry, I've got a date for homecoming here. It's the same weekend. He was appalled. Oh. <laughs> he didn't mean it when he'd said, okay, did around? I guess, because he would come down on the weekend, and he would leave on Sunday at about 5 o'clock, and at 6, and a guy would come and pick me up for a fireside at 7. Oh. And... <laughs> Oh, I'd be, you know, you gotta go, you gotta you go. You gotta go. So sorry, got someone else coming. Yeah, well, I didn't tell him that, but. No. Oh, you didn't. You just swept him off and, and got him to yeah. go. Yeah. You, he had you to must get have back done well. So he could go to class the next morning. <laughs> and, uh... Well, you didn't really need an excuse at that point. He had an excuse. Yeah. You just had to make sure I he was knew. looking out for him. That's right. Go, go, go. <laughs> So anyway, in November, he asked me to marry him. And I thought about it overnight, and I said, yeah. In November? Do you remember the day? Because you've had three babies in November. It was about, I think it was like, it was the first week or something of November. First part of November? Because it's interesting that you've had three babies in November. I mean, it's not when we look at your birthday and your anniversary. There's bound to be a baby come nine months later. (laughs) No, I did that so that you couldn't start school until the next school year. You mean you planned our births? Yes. What? Well, not Brian and Julius. Not Brian and Julius. But the first four, yeah. I decided when you were going to be born. Oh, well, for heaven's sakes, how do you do that? Did you just... (laughs) It's called birth control. Well, that's right. Were you on actual birth control or did you say no? I was on birth control. Okay, and, and you just took yourself off it when you wanted yeah. to? That's called planning pregnancies, folks. Jody doesn't know anything about that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian and Julia were kind of surprises, but... Just the last two? Well, that's pretty, that's pretty damn good, because you did have us two, two, two. And then I think between Brett and I, there were closer to three, three or four. But I think you lost three, a... Three, exactly. I didn't think. you lose a pregnancy somewhere? Between Joanna and Jessica. Jessica. I was going to say, Joanna and Julia is too long. (laughs) You don't get that range. (laughs) No, I had a miscarriage when... um, Was that when you didn't plan? Oh, no, we didn't plan that. Uh -uh. Oh, okay. And and how far along were you when you lost it? It was very early. It was like eight weeks. I keep thinking I'm seeing like smoke coming from this, but it must be just cinder and hair. It was about six weeks? Uh, Still long enough for you to know. It was probably eight weeks. I started to think I was pregnant. I went in and got tested. and Did they they say yes? They said, yes, you're pregnant. And I don't remember what the problems were, but one night I was pretty sure I had lost Ah. the fetus. And I went back in and... They said, but you still test positive. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I'm bleeding. Right. So mm-hmm. they airlifted me to Honolulu. We were on Midway Island. Right. Get to the hospital there, and they said, 
yep, you're pregnant. You're eight weeks pregnant. And two days later, I was 10 weeks pregnant. And, and the blood loss wasn't factoring in? Um, I had stopped bleeding. Oh, hell. They gave me something in the dispensary on Midway before they... To, to make the bleeding stop. Went to... Um, Progesterone Honolulu. or something. And nothing was happening, so they released me, and I went with Kent and Joanna over to the quarters we were staying in on the, the base. And that night, I just... It, it would have looked like a hemorrhage, but it wasn't really hemorrhaging. It was just... Just a heavy... Bleed. Yes. And you knew. So I went back to the hospital, and they determined that um, whatever they'd given me on Midway had closed the cervix, but I was bleeding into my uterus. Oh, heck. So they had to do a DNC. Not a pleasant... Oh, I was so... That's basically an abortion. Emaciated by the time I went back to Midway. It took, it took several weeks. I lost a lot of blood. Oh, I bet. And I a lot had of blood, horrible a lot of headaches. And it, it took about six to eight weeks for me to feel human again. Back to normal. Did they have to give you blood? blood? Did they, no. No transfusions? No. Just a lot of water, a lot of trying to replace that. That loss? Yeah. Um, off the subject a little bit, but one of the questions I remember, Avery wanted to know, what is the happiest memory from your childhood? Mm. Avery asked me this like two years ago, and that was one of her questions, was what was your happiest memory from your childhood? Christmases used to be a lot of fun. I used to love, till I was 10 years old, we lived next, right next door to my parent, to my father's mom and dad. And I used to spend a lot of time at Grandma Shorten's. And she had four living children of her own. My dad was her youngest. And then next to him was my Aunt Mina, and then Annie, and then his my dad's older brother, Dave. Dave, Mina, and Dad were incredibly sharp-witted <laughs> and could make you laugh until you thought you were going to die, literally. <laughs> and when they would come to Grandma's house, all three of them, and get together, it was a laugh fest. All the other cousins would go outside and play in the backyard because they had, a, they had a big yard, and you could, we could play hopscotch, we could jump rope, we could do a lot of things out there. But I would stay in the dining room with the grown-ups because I wanted to listen to them. And Sounds like Avery. We would laugh until the tears ran. <laughs> they were hilarious, and those were some of my happiest times sitting around listening to my, my dad, my uncle, and my aunt. Just and my grandma, she was pretty sharp too. And they were just talking about things that had happened, just regular old. Oh, they could make anything be outrageously <laughs> funny. <laughs> I feel that way about you, Mom. I think that any story you tell, you tell it with such wit and such dry humor that if you don't catch it, like you're really missing out because it's, 
it just makes me, it makes me roll, it makes me laugh, and it makes me remember. And that's one of the things I do this podcast for is just remembering, uh, because I want to remember, because I forget, I forget so, so very much. And I know one of the questions Colby asked was, what lesson would you pass down to your grandchildren? I don't know if he'd ask that anymore, but I know that was when he asked. This was before what he lesson? thought he knew everything. Now <laughs> well, we all thought we knew everything at one point in our lives. We did. We did. But he asked, he says, what, what, would you, what one thing would you pass down to your grandchildren? Um, be kind to people. I seriously don't think we'll ever be sorry we were kind to someone. Um, I've learned that everybody has demons and sometimes we're too quick to judge others. They might be, we might think they're rude or uneducated or selfish and we don't really understand what it is they're dealing with. And I just feel like there's not enough kindness in the world. And, Mom, you answered that question exactly the same way that you answered it to him in paper, and I love you for that. You are always true to who you are. Your feelings are strong, and they don't, they don't change unless they have to. You, you, you are always steadfast to me, and you carry strength that I have leaned upon all throughout my life, and I thank you for that. It's it's amazing to have someone in your life that stays true to who they are, who believes in the things they say. I don't think that we get that a lot these days. And I have more questions for you, but I know you're going to see Brian, and that is uh, that is amazing, my brother Brian. I think I mentioned this on a podcast or two before. He was skiing in Japan, and he broke his femur. He broke it clean through. This was not a break that you can expect to heal on its own. They did have to place a rod in his thigh. And my mom is now taking a few weeks out of her time to go take care of him. And as a child of hers, I can just hope that if that ever happens to me, that my mom will be there for me too. (laughs) And I'm sure she would if she could. I'm sure she would if she could. And so, Brian, you're a lucky guy. And mom's coming to see you. And I know that she will take good care of you. And to take away your snowboard. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I wondered, have, uh, do you think someone can snowboard after that? I'm pretty sure Rob does. He Rob broke his femur? Oh, yeah, you're kidding. Oh, that's a bad influence. <laughs> it's a bad influence there. All right, so my mom's going to take away his snowboard, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let my mom get back to packing and getting out there. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Mom? No. <laughs> I, I really, really appreciate you doing this. I know you felt a little bit pressured, but this really is my legacy, and it can be yours as well because you are my mom, and I love and care about you so much. So that is exactly what this is meant to do. Again, folks, thanks for listening. This is Jaded. I am Jody, and there will be more. West causing a 10-minute delay. You will now arrive at 346.